0: and welcome to my podcast this is a joyful podcast my name is Ethan Edward Sherritt thank you for listening to it this one any other one you listen to Thank you for listening to any podcast. By the way, there's some enlightening stuff, some awesome connection. It's basically people trying to get 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 messages mixed up and in this thing we call uh, life and our universe, our together experience. As we are all in this thing together, and this is a momentous day. Holy crap! This day is amazing. Um, I think I saw it last night briefly before I went to bed, and then I saw it on a gym TV briefly, and I'm talking about just briefly. Walk past it, and then one other, oh, the radio, on my way to uh, where I'm working today, which happens to be Baltimore, Maryland. Um, they were talking on TV and on the radio so like I paid attention to mass media today for all of maybe 17 seconds or less, and I got two messages about the momentous day of photograph photographing the black hole. The black hole. What? Amazing! And then they on the radio they played a little clip of. One of the um, an astronomer talking about we what the, the, the what he said was chilling and amazing and eye opening to me, and it was for the first time we got a real visual glimpse of the exit to this universe. Whoa! It's just like. For for that to be on the news today, I think is an amazing thing for society. It's an amazing thing for us, and I'm not sure like if the immediate uh, reaction will be known as like uh, uh, everybody's kind of in glee. Hopefully, it makes us collectively rem- remember that yes, there's there's like this thing that's much much grander than us that we're a part of makes us that grand but it definitely doesn't have to do with um fabricated uh confusion and conflicts of interest of of material items and possessions on on this little realm If anything, it's definitely a a game. (laughs) I'm sure that the people who theorize that you're you're absolutely 100% in a simulation, um, because and then they they lay out for you why that must be the case. And by the time you're done listening to like the third argument, you're like, holy jeez, I'm in a simulation. Um, People have been trying to tell us this for a long time (laughs) that you must. Uh, simply master your own being within your simulation and that's your goal. That's your goal. Um, and that seems to be the through line from way back in the day where we got the the passed down, um, the passed down function and history of the, exploration of the chakras and the trying to explain to people in a way that they could truly manifest this, this, the physical body that they know with the, the spiritual body, which they, they feel even deeper, but they can't describe. So I've talked about like a book by name escapes me, name escapes me. Um, it's called Understanding the Chakras: A Beginner's Guide to uh, the Chakras. I talked about that a long time ago, and like some of the understanding and the chakra uh, exercises involved remembering that you're connected with a spirit that is much more vast than anything around that's going to be around you in your day or or talked about in in our in our fabricated society. And it's, it's, it's a practice of connecting you to that other thing. So that, um, so that more of your spiritual presence is appreciated. And, and then you can go forward in your physical body and say, Hey, uh, this is what I'm doing with my physical body. And it's a good thing, you know, for this universe or, uh, or a bad thing. If you are like Lex Luthor, um, and you understand that but an understanding of bam like we're pecking on that that door like uh when when um the guy who plays that guy in the movie um he's not ace ventura he's jim carrey jim carrey he he rows a boat out to the edge of the ocean and he nails against the wall and then he realizes dang, my life is like being monitored by other people. I thought I was always wondering what was out there. Uh, And now I know that there's a much bigger thing out there that I never, that that I never even had a language for because I never possibly considered. I didn't even, it wasn't even on the slightest, like outer edge of my consciousness. But this thing is possible now, not only possible, but it just, bam, it just came into actuality for me. And it's now something that I have to process as like my new reality. Like it's something that can give us a new reality. And that's why it's, it's so profound because it, it can cut through to uh, creating the new shape of our world. It's thrilling. It's thrilling, and I like. Like I said, I haven't even seen a picture of this thing yet. But um, black holes, uh, man, they've been all things to me. Um, terrifying. Uh, at first, when I when I thought of them, uh, there was some man. When I was like, man, maybe uh, five, six years old, I didn't watch television. Our our, our family didn't have. A tv around but i think i remember being over at like a friend's house and a i think it was like a commercial for a tv show came on and this spaceship and this commercial uh for a tv show was going like towards this black hole and they i mean if there's no picture of it then how did they render this thing on this 1980s tv show because that thing looked freaking scary and i remember being like thinking like jeez it a black hole that's that's awful um and actually you know it kind of took a little bit of mental power to get past that that we're hurtling towards this uh this giant sucking thing that is literally pulling our galaxy towards it i mean that's how you learn about it in school is well our galaxy is it has this Quaint little sun, and um, our planets rotate around it, and that's all being sucked into this terrifying black mouth of a giant monster, taking us to God knows where. And you're like, uh, can I just have some more chocolate milk, please? I'm freaking six. Um, so that was like my first thought of the uh, chocolate the chocolate hole of the black hole <clears throat> yeah let's just call it a chocolate hole that could be something else entirely um and then uh of course i kind of i kind of changed it a little bit later to thinking that who knows it i don't know how old i was but it shifted from like it's this thing that's it's sucking us all to destroy us to there is something unknown on the other side and who's to say that that is not awesome? That it's not like this freaking party where as soon as we get pulled into that, it's like this music is playing and there's like... F- flowers of different colors everywhere and like people are dancing and there's just like you know beautiful things going on and everybody's like oh now we're going through the black hole! sweet awesome like uh I think that that's how I, I kind of pivoted my thinking to <laughs> who knows that that's just as likely as is it being uh, a horrendous experience is that it's like an amazing experience, and then my my uh, concept of the black hole, and this has kind of been until basically now, or until you know I just got busy uh, with a child and and uh, just life. Um, my understanding of the black hole as i understood it was that it was a th- basically the the result of theories like the end of where theories kind of end like just in order for this to be true and for this other thing to be true there must be um this 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 thing where light it it doesn't lead anywhere beyond this. We don't know what else to call it except this uh, this thing that where our theories all end. We we can't explain anything beyond. Like if this theory, this theory, this theory, this theory, this theory are all proven or are not proven wrong. They're not proven right, but they're not. There's none of those are wrong except they all kind of dissolve into this one place where, ah, what's the answer there? That's like, it's like a theoretical black hole. Um, but we, we kind of got glimpses of, of things, right? Um, by using the, what do they call it in astronomy? It's um, lensing. I think they call it lensing when that's how kind of we make theories about uh like far distant bodies in space is uh we can't even see them but we can make theories that they're there based on uh light that's very far away that's that we believe is behaving in a way that if magnified enough looks like it's kind of being affected by a gravitational field of something and so we hypothesize that this thing that is affecting the light is a gravitational field we kind of triangulate that in other ways to like zero in on where this what might be causing this gravitational field that is affecting the light that we're detecting and then they use these different points throughout like three-dimensional space actually four dimensional space and time to start making a, like a map of things throughout the universe and things as, as far as we can detect and as far as we can um, explain like through those types of techniques those types of techniques blow my mind um, but it, for for them to say we have a shot of this thing now and now we have a photograph of the exit of this universe it's uh it's pretty exciting and that's why i wanted to just get on here and talk about that real quick um that's the starting with the cultural observation today and then going into the uh what am i doing in in my personal life being here in old baltimore maryland this place where it's very it feels a little weird it feels different i've never spent much time here in baltimore I've spent time in another part of Maryland. that seemed cool. Um, Baltimore, man. I know it's famous for being on like, uh, like the wire. There was a setting of uh, the wire, like the Baltimore, DC, inner cities type of thing. Um, I mean, the first place I stopped to get gas when I was on the way up there, it was in Baltimore and I was almost to my, my, uh, place where I was going to meet some folks and do some work and so I pulled over to get gas and kind of freshen up there after a three-hour drive on the on the road I didn't want to roll in and say hey and stretch out my back and just feel awful you know so I was like right before the meeting stop someplace freshen up use the restroom and uh and then go into the meeting um but where I stopped was like a gas station there's a church nearby little community center like a nicely built thing uh, the the town library or something of this neighborhood and uh there are these signs on like two of the buildings right across the street from each other that had like a there's like a poster and it had a like a close-up cartoon of like a gun like a pistol like almost aiming at you know at you with a like red like slash over it like no pistols and it said like the annual like no kill weekend or something and it advertised what dates that that took place and it said like let's come together like no killing for 48 hours you know like we can do this baltimore like let's please not have anybody kill another one of us for forty eight hours, and I don't know how that went, but it was just like the first thing I saw, and I was going through, and I was like, oh, "That's a culture that, um, you know, it's, it's got its uh, it's got its things to deal with, and." You know, I hope that more and more enlightenment throughout all of our society will help uh, us to kill less of each other, you know, mercilessly in the streets and to uh, help each other up because that's not, that's not cool. But it is cool that there are people out there saying like, you know, let's, let's go against this and, uh. We're part of the community, but we're going to try and change it by having stuff like, you know, the No Kill Weekend. That's nice. It's a No Kill Weekend hashtag. Um, so that's what I was doing in my personal life. I'm doing that job, and uh, I'm afraid that the wave pad is going to turn off. Wave pad. This program is driving me crazy. It's the only one I know I can use, but it's it's literally like a, it's it's syncing Like it, on the Android phone, it literally only has the top one fourth of the screen that you're supposed to see showing, and the rest of it is just this black or gray void. And I guess it's I guess in this day and age with apps, it's hard to um, make your app also work on the following editions of the um, the browser update. You know the the operating system updates. It's like how do you do that? probably pretty valuable thing if you want to learn that learn how to make apps work with every freaking interface of every um, every browser there should be like a universal browser language or something or universal um, operating system language that you could subscribe to and if operating systems wanted to keep your business they would have to make sure their thing whatever is dumbed down in order to speak that language too right so you can't just keep leaving things in the dust. Um, it's good to progress, but goodness, God, that's frustrating to rely on something. And all of a sudden, it's, uh, there's no longer a language for it. Anyhow, I want to find that uh, picture, of that black hole. I wanted to share with you how kind of exciting that is. I'm sure you're dwelling on it a little bit in your day as well. The second thing about today for me is I happen to be in Baltimore, Maryland and uh, coming to you live. Disclaimer, it's not live. I'm going to probably post this after I take out all the um, weird things I say or cracks in my voice. No, maybe I won't do that. However, in the universe that we now see is... uh, like there's an exit from this one to that one or whatever. Let's uh, use our best mind capacity to exist and be in that realm that we, uh, with that understanding, that the more clear, concrete understanding. And I, I really believe that this, this could could have a great effect. Now it might be the signal of this, like extremely dramatic market crash that everybody's waiting for because of, like, just this altering of, of like, understanding and fundamental um, concepts and stuff. <laughs> it might do that. Kind of has that feel to it. However, remember that it also would bring the understanding that the ma- material thing and resources, we have to have faith that, that there's not this uh, f- fear... Created uh, domination of others, maybe going on that's indestructible, that is uh, inevitable. Maybe that's not inevitable. Maybe we can have faith that um, like coexisting is not uh, an impossibility because we can see that anything is possible and we can see that like the bigger things out there are what we really should strive for. Maybe that. So even though the mountains may fall and the hills turn to dust. The universe may be the thing that we all create together. let's and we're supposed to make this one on this side of this black hole like a place where there's where faith and uh, being nice and having damn good manners on this side of this black hole. Uh, where that reigns and, uh, like, terrifying, uh, you know, hoarding, hogging, money-grabbing, accusational, you know, those kinds of things that give you the heebie-jeebies about um, the hype, the hype of uh, the worst of, like, human nature. We'll have faith that those things seriously are the... this ridiculous hype that we need to pull ourselves away from and say, man, maybe that guy who I, who, uh, like the, uh, the news is saying is like hogging, and hoarding everything. Maybe he's, his, his life situation is simply a lot like, you know, somebody else who's, who's not a bad guy. And, and that's just how I'm interpreting this bad thing through this one, one lens. Um, and that could go quite, 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 quite deep. Starts uh, making communication possible when you start to um, empathize and forgive things, both within yourself and with other people. Um, did I talk about what I'm doing today? So that that's the cultural observation that I started with today. Second thing is what's going on in my life. I'm in Baltimore. I told you that. Um, and uh, I don't, here's here's what I think about Baltimore. It's in Maryland. And I don't really know anything about Maryland. Except that you cannot buy beer nor wine at any grocery store. You have to go to like specific places. Which I did not do. Um, but I tried to. I was like, how many times do I have to walk through this grocery store before I realize this grocery store does not have any wine in it. Yeah. And uh, then I just came to that brutal reality and then went back to the uh, the hotel instead of, you know, going to, a, I guess, I was like, man, if you wanted a, a late night cocktail or something after and by late, I mean after nine o'clock in Baltimore, it's I'm pretty sure for my short time there, you're going to a bar. And, uh, Not my favorite type of uh, situation. But that's cool. More power to you, Baltimore. Um, So the third thing, the third thing of the podcast is the method or discipline that I've been using. And these I'm really excited about right now. I am 10 days into... Two different books, which just coincidentally are roughly like 22 day uh, attempts at like an approach. One of them is called "Meditation for Beginners" by, and I'm gonna give you the name of this person. It's the last thing I do. "Meditation for Beginners." This is a book that I have, and it is uh, written by. An author of the book named Vern Lovick. Vern Lovick, L O V I C, is her name. And I've talked about struggling with uh, meditating and it, are you doing it right? You're not doing it right. Am I doing it right? Maybe I am doing it right. How do I know? Um, if you don't like fully think that it is working all the time. Then why not go back to a beginner's uh, book? That's what I thought. because the, the benefits of it are too too like overwhelming to not try to to do even better. So uh, that's why I did that that book and it's uh, 22 days. and so far I'm on like the 10th day. And she's really cool about it, like, hey, if you need to do that past day again, do it again. And so that's why I I think I have done a couple of the days, like, again, because I didn't quite do them correctly, or I I missed a day traveling or something. Um, So good insight on how simple to start and just that her attitude, it makes you say, like, I can do this to yourself. It's really cool. Um, The other book that I'm jazzed up about, this is called A Miracle Morning. The Miracle Morning by uh, Hal uh, Elrod. Hal Elrod. Yeah, H-A-L, last name is E-L-R-O-D. And this book encourages you and shows you, uh, just motivates you to, to have time in the morning, as soon as you wake up to fill your, like this one hour in your morning with 10 minute blocks of things that are uh, like a thousand percent, like definite, definitely good for you. And there's only, there's only like a few of them, like, uh, meditating slash, you know, silence uh, prayer, reading something that's educational. Um, let's see, exercise, breathing, uh, envisioning like, uh, like, uh, affirmations is another one. So there's, there's like six or seven of these things. And you just give that one hour to yourself in the morning where you 10 minutes at a time. and, And you literally set a timer no pressure, just 10 minutes of reading something that is good for you to read. And then the timer beeps and you go, all right, now it's time to exercise for 10 minutes. <clears throat> and the timer beeps and then you go, all right, now it's time to uh, you know, stretch for 10 minutes or um, do my 10-minute meditation right now. One thing I've, I'm going to share with you that I've learned is that If you're going to, like, say you do 20 minutes of this, maybe you don't do a whole hour tomorrow. You just do not a whole hour, but you only do 20 minutes. So 10 minutes of one thing, 10 minutes of another. Do some affirmations to yourself before you try to sit in meditation. Do your thankfulness, your joy journal, your gratitude journal a little bit for the 10 minutes first. 10 minutes of just moving that pen on the paper with some beautiful things, get the troubled things out and then add some, some gratitude. Just, just pour on that gratitude on that paper. And for something, you find something that you're thankful for and then find something else, put it down on that paper. And then when you come to sit, I believe you'll find it easier because you've just placed your conscious mind towards the, that those positive things because part of meditation is understanding that it's just your mind thinking things that haven't happened yet are probably going to be the case and things that have happened are like somehow like still happening it's like these these uh not real manifestations within your mind, they're not real they're not really things, they're in your mind, they're in our minds but they can sure seem like they're, they're, uh, they're there but right before the meditation to, to focus on the joy journal, because I did it the opposite like two mornings ago I was just like, yeah, this, this morning, I'll just do this one first. And then I found myself like in this dark place, um, with just afraid of this thought and that thought and that, I was like, <laughs> thank God I, I realized that the following day and I was like, geez, I, I just woke up and I, I let my mind go wild and I couldn't. My med- my silence, my meditation was really filled with like things that literally have have not happened. And what kind of a mind <laughs> would do that? Why do our minds do that? Um, well, it, it can happen if you just approach it in that way and just go from your like troubled monkey mind state into a sitting meditation. It's so much more helpful to breathe some deep things in and physically write down like some things that you consciously know you are, are thankful for. Starting with the basics, the fact that you got enough to eat the previous day, the fact that you can walk if you can walk, the fact that you can talk if you can't walk, the fact that you can hear if you can't you know, see, I don't know, something, just write down something. Um, and focus on only those things for a little bit. And then meditate. And that seemed to be a way, a way better way to do it. So that's what I flipped around. All right, so that's the uh, third part of this episode was the uh, methodology or the, the um, technique of attaining joyfulness and mindfulness that i'm using right now at this moment um and i thank you i encourage you to to share what's working for you or uh, or feedback if you've read these books that i'm talking about um feedback please click like star on um or multiple stars on itunes i don't i don't get like there's more and more people listening and and that is amazing it's just uh amazing and i i know that i listen to stuff all the time and i don't leave comments maybe i need to pay it forward so i'm asking you please like leave some kind of comment or um you know uh even if it's not about like like this podcast just leave a comment about a book you liked or something on either itunes or amazon or podbean or um now on spotify too so you can put in joyful podcast on your spotify and it will come up and feel free to leave a comment if that's possible on spotify i would i would appreciate it so much because it's fuel you guys know that months will go by and i will not have um Recorded another episode, I will not have grabbed another person to interview. And uh, the, those comments keep me going. So thank you so much. God bless. Namaste. Watch out for getting sucked into black holes, but it might be a party on the other side. <laughs> Woo! Party! Black hole party. All right.